It's time to talk books again on Overnights, and it's our great pleasure to welcome back to Overnights, Vanessa Dennis. Vanessa, very good morning to you. Thank you very much, Rod. Now, you've got a couple of books for us this morning. Do you want to give us a brief outline of what they both are before we uh, talk about them in detail? Mm -hmm. So my fictional choice today is The Light Between the Oceans by M.L. Stedman, which is going to be a movie released in December. Wow, okay. And my non-fiction book is by the beautiful Tara Moss called Speaking Out, and it's a feminist book, handbook I should say, about how to speak confidently in public. Tara Moss is very, very well known and very popular and um, has been a guest on this program on many occasions. She is a woman with something to say. We'll talk about that in a moment. Mm -hmm. Firstly, The Light Between the Oceans by M. L. Stedman, S-T-E-D-M-A-N. It's set about 100 years ago. 1926, so it is classified as a war novel because the protagonist is an ex-soldier. and his From World War One. Yeah, and the decisions he makes are definitely impacted by his PTSD that he suffers. So basically it's, it's about the story of Tom and Isabel, who Tom is a lighthouse keeper on an island called Janus Island, which is just off the coast of Western Australia. So Tom does some lighthouse keeping, his wife does a little lighthouse keeping. Exactly, well done. <laughs> and they live an incredibly secluded and quiet life, cut off from all civilization with a supply drop four times a year and then a visit to the mainland once every three years. Sort of with this isolation and Isabel's sort of tragic fate at starting a family, when you add these two together, plus an abandoned baby in a rowboat with a dead man who's the father, uh, you can understand their decision to want to keep the baby, which they do, and the story progresses about sort of the guilt they feel and, and the consequences of living this life. This is an award-winning book. Mm-hmm. certainly sounds like an intriguing story. How do they keep the story going with only a couple of characters? Well, it's definitely a slower-paced book, and I've I've read a few comments that... Um, speak negatively about this but actually I think it fits quite well with the tone of the book so there's only a few central characters but it's split up into three parts with the third part all about the consequences of revealing the secret and basically where it gets interesting is that when they're doing the right thing it doesn't necessarily mean that everyone's going to be happy. Now this is as you say set off the coast of Western Australia is it uh, what we would call an Australian book? Definitely. So the author is Australian, M.L. Stedman's Australian, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it has won, as you say, as I mentioned, a couple of prizes, the ABIA Awards for Book of the Year, the 2013 Indie Book of the Year, which is mm-hmm. very prestigious, voted on by uh, booksellers themselves, mm-hmm. and yet the stars of the film are uh, not Australians, are they? Well, that's it. No, and the producer is actually uh, David Hyman, who's famous for the Harry Potter movies. So it's not as an Australian production. But if you do see the trailer, uh, which is definitely peak sales for this book, mm-hmm. you can see it's going to be a good movie. Okay, so it's got uh, Michael Fassbender in it and uh, the Oscar winner, Alicia Vikander, mm-hmm. uh, who has been in Australia recently with the uh, latest Bourne movie. So the fact that it's being released in December means worldwide release. They're looking at Oscars, mm-hmm. you would have to think, for something like this. Definitely. And it's going to sell a lot more books too by the... It already is. <laughs> and it hasn't been popular overseas as well? Not as much, uh, but definitely out there. I mean, I was looking at a lot of top reads of the last few years, and this was definitely on there. Okay. So you say it moves at a slow pace. Is it a thin book? Is it a thick book? Is it something that is easy to read? Uh, relatively easy. It's, it's not a thick book, you know, 280 pages. Okay, all right. The splitting up of parts helps because you really see how the story progresses. Uh, part one is very slow. 
part two builds up a little bit more and then part three is very uh, very quick with the ending. They live on this island with the uh, lighthouse Janus Island or Janus Island, mm-hmm. meaning you're kind of looking both ways. I presume there's some meaning there. I suppose so. Uh, the isolation they feel uh, definitely plays a role, but there isn't that much symbolism, to be honest. I didn't see it. Really? Okay. And I haven't seen anyone sort of notice it. Is there a real lighthouse? Is this totally made up or is there a lighthouse on this fictional island or is everything about this fictional? Look, it is fictitious, but it was inspired by true events. Not this general story, but the isolation of the lighthouse keeper. It would be an unbelievable life, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. And especially is one of the things that uh, the men who are in the trenches in World War One talk about is what they were desperate to get away from is the fact that you were never alone, that there was always somebody around you, a lot of thousands of people around you, and all of a sudden he's 10 years on, on an island mm-hmm. with one other person. Mm-hmm. And you see the isolation impact Isabel a lot more. Tom finds it uh, refreshing. He finds it comforting, the isolation, uh, and, and he really gets to know the island, of course, very well and takes pride in his work, uh, which I think he finds satisfying after the uncertainty of the Great War. Yeah. Any ships come into it? Any uh, potential shipwrecks being averted by this uh, lighthouse? None None mentioned. Okay. No. Right. So he's doing a good job. Supposedly. <laughs> who's going to enjoy this book? Well, you would originally think it would be ideally for women, but since the, the main viewpoint is from Tom, I do find that a lot of men find it interesting. But considering sort of a light, Lightkeeper is not something you hear about often. Okay. All righty. It is called The Light Between the Oceans by M.L. Stedman. What do we know about M.L. Stedman? This is his debut novel. Wow. Mm. So he's been waiting his entire life to write this book, and it's been made into a movie immediately. <laughs> exactly. That's pretty impressive. I, I think it is. I mean, the slowness of it shows that he's a debut writer. Oh, really? Yeah. Tell me more. Well, sometimes it's over-described, the, the landscape in particular, and I think that's very typical of, of someone who doesn't yet have the uh, fluidity to solely focus on the characters. And build up the dialogue between them. Mm. Or maybe there's just not a lot that they say because there's only two of them on an island and you're going to run out of things to say. This is 1926. That's true. There's no TV or radio to listen to, is there? That's true. And there were parts that I did find a little bit unbelievable that you can go through your entire day only doing your chores. I found that really difficult to understand. That's why we had a women's movement, (laughs) Vanessa. You might be a little too young to realise that. But yes, that's what a lot of people did all day long. I know. And people like Tara Moss are fighting against. Uh, Vanessa Dennis is our guest as we talk about a couple of books on Overnights. Speaking Out by Tara Moss. Now, she has been known in the past for writing um, action books and mm-hmm. uh, about her uh, particular uh, private eye, mm-hmm. who I can never pronounce the name of that main character. They were hugely successful. Uh, she's written um, fantasy stories for children as well. She's mm-hmm. written a pretty brutal autobiography. What's Speaking Out? So I like to think of Speaking Out as a bit of an extension from her memoir, The Fictional Woman. But basically it's a step-by-step handbook for how women of all ages can openly voice their opinions in society safely and confidently. Um, So she provides tips and tricks from her own personal experiences, but also featuring um, prominent women like Rosie Batty, who also have tips and tricks. Yeah. So why is this necessary, do you think? I think it's, it's an incredibly powerful book. 
um, and, and something I think all women should definitely have a look at because she covers a broad range of topics. I mean, she looks at legal issues for women, your rights uh, when you speak out and your rights if you have online abuse. It gives you physical tips on public speaking, how to have your notes written, etc. And she does focus a lot of attention on online abuse, sort of the different types that you should be aware of, how to deal with it if you choose to react and respond. So it, it is very useful. Okay. Um, a very useful book. So a lot of women would find it useful, but I'm hoping that some men would read it as well and perhaps recognise some of themselves in it. Absolutely. I mean, the, f- the first chunk of the book is talking about why it's important that women speak out. She backs herself up with a lot of statistics. So, for example, that worldwide... Less than one in four people we hear about in the media are female. And also that they're four to one men in parliament compared to women. So she does use a lot of statistics, Mm -hmm. which I found quite shocking. Uh, And I think a lot of men would be shocked as well. Yes, indeed. But would they do anything about it? And I'm glad that Tara Moss has done that. Now, you had the opportunity to speak to Tara Moss about it. What did you want to talk to her about? Obviously, talk about why, why did she feel the need to write this, and particularly as a physical handbook. So she was explaining that every time she does talks and promotional videos, etc., lots of women will come up asking specific questions and hearing their stories. And I think she just wanted to have it all there out in the open. Uh, The thing that I found was that I don't think it was well established as a handbook. The chapters are topics are too intertwined and a little bit too dense to to sort of pick up and and find a, a specific tip or trick you're looking for. Typically when you're in a hurry or stressed, I found it was a little bit too dense for that, which I know is is what she was motivated by to write this book. Um, But it's still something definitely worth having a look at. Uh, I read it cover to cover, which it's not really designed for that, Um, but it it was interesting. So if a woman is online and maybe tweeting or on Facebook and is the subject to some sort of abuse or troll or whatever... Are they then going to go to this book and think, hmm, this is how I'm going to deal with it? I, I think in instances, definitely, um, particularly knowing your legal rights. I found that really interesting. And she does provide a lot of online resources for how to look at how to approach online abuse. And also the criminalization of cyberbullying is what we look at as well. Okay, very interesting. It is called Speaking Out. Who is going to read this book, though? Who do you think will get the most out of it? I think a mature woman. Mature as in in their 20s and older, because any younger, I feel they won't understand it or have the opportunity to speak out. Definitely good for an introduction, but women in the moment who have these opportunities to give their opinions and want to know how to do it properly will find it the most useful. So typically a, a slightly older woman. Alrighty. Anything else we should know about the book? Is it a good read? I mean, she's a very good writer. She writes page turning novels. Mm hmm. Is this a page turner? If you were interested in this specific topic, absolutely. Uh, and if you wanted something with credibility, absolutely. I mean, she does a lot of research for this, and okay. you can see it. All righty. It is called Speaking Out by Tara Moss, and the other book was The Light Between the Oceans by M. L. Stedman. Vanessa, thank you very much for coming in. Thanks, Rod.